Hello everyone and welcome to the Old Fashioned Health Network. Good health inside and out. I'm Gwen McDaniel, your host for the Senior Living Show and we are so excited to have you join us again this week. We had Dr. Joyce Irons in, in one of our last uh, episodes and she intrigued a lot of you as well as myself had some great conversation and she agreed to come back. Thank you so much to join us again and talk about some of those most interesting, most interesting topics. And some of you have actually called me and uh, gave me some questions to ask her. So we put some things together for you, but we're really excited to have you back with us. Well, Dr. Irons, it's so exciting to have you back. And that cliffhanger that we left the last time has really got a lot of people excited. Um, to hear what you have to share with us again on better relationships at ages 50, 60, and 70 and over. And last time we talked a lot about healthy dating. And we'll touch on some of those topics again. But that cliffhanger we had last week, guys, we ended with a topic about sexual relationships at this point in our lives as senior citizens. So she's going to definitely uh, touch on that subject for us uh, this time. So. Dr. Hines, I'd like to um, probably entertain and talk first about dating a little bit because I find that men have some ex anxiety when it comes to dating um, and it sometimes is camouflaged, um, sometimes some of them actually pull back and some just date, 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 date. Why do you think that there is this dating anxiety with um, some men? Thank you, Gwen, for asking that question. But first of all, I want to say thank you for inviting me back to be a part of this show. I, too, received several compliments and comments about dating and about relationships. Because oftentimes, we do not know really the true meaning of relationship. And we want to put the love and the intimacy on relationship without first finding out what does it mean to be in a relationship. And the question that you are asking about men and with their anxiety, we as women sometimes overlook men's feelings. And because men are different when it comes to relationship and how they express mm -hmm. and communicate their relationship, we don't feel like that men are as anxious or suffer from anxiety, but they do. Rejection is really big for men. And men have a hard time with rejection and betrayal. Mm -hmm. And even though they have a mask and they sometimes do very well in masking their feelings, sometimes they aren't as anxious as we are when it comes to expressing how they truly feel about relationship. And in growing up, men as well as women didn't have great role models for healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And so we had to learn by experience we had to learn by watching our family, our coworkers, and sometimes our friends. And sometimes we don't always tell the truth about what we have experienced. And in camouflaging uh, our actions and our behavior, we get caught up. Mm -hmm. And when men don't have girlfriends like we as women do, they don't always talk about feelings. And that's a big concern in relationship. The lack of talking about how you really feel. 
And that was taught early on in childhood too, is to pretty much camouflage your feelings. And I know you remember when you were growing up and mom and dad would say to the girls, if you fall, the girls will always get stroked and pat on the back and dad would say, oh, let daddy fix it. Oh, it didn't hurt. Now, please be a big girl. Don't cry. Dad doesn't want you to see you cry. But when the little boy goes out and he falls and he hurts his knee and he comes in with tears, dad said, oh, man up. That didn't hurt you. Show dad how big you are. Don't cry. Men don't cry. So men become experienced with the fact that they cannot cry. So they learn early on how to mask their emotions. And then when men grow up and become dating age, they still remember that men don't cry. So their emotions are embedded. And that's part of the anxiety. When do I cry? Even when something catastrophic as an illness. Mm -hmm. And you know, we do get these illness, you know, early on now catastrophic illnesses, and men are trying to say, how do I respond? How do I react? I don't want to show that I am emotionally hurt when they are bruised. So that uh, counts for a lot of the anxiety that men have, and not knowing when to show their true feelings. I agree with that because oftentimes, even with our brothers, yes. you know, we can see in the family, and. Sometimes they won't even share it with sisters. Absolutely. Uh, because they don't want to look that weak. But I find when a man shares really how they feel and shares how grateful they are, um, it's actually guys really sexy. And so we look for that in, in, in our men and uh, it means a lot to us when they're able to really share who they are and we know that we are dealing with this very unique individual because everybody can't share their experience, their uh, emotions. And that's another thing, Gwen, that, that, that is different that we have experienced because as women we are anxious to say how much I love you. Mm -hmm. And we use that word on a regular basis, I love you, I really love you. And when men hesitate to say those words, does not mean that they don't love you because mm -hmm. men rather show their actions. They rather show you how much they love you. You know, let me help you do this. Let me hang that light bulb for you. Mm -hmm. Let me wash the dishes with you. Uh, let me cook you a meal. You know, uh, let me wash your car. They do the service, mm -hmm. the part. I don't know if you read the book, The Five Love Languages. That's another thing about yes. strong relationships. What are your love language? And once a man know your love language, and it could be the same as the female's mm -hmm. love language, but oftentimes our love languages are a little different. But in building a relationship, we want to know what makes a man feel good. Right. And you remember the last show, we talked about the three basic ingredients that I feel are very essential in a relationship. And uh, I call them my SIC programs, C-I-C, Clarity intentioner and connection. Mm -hmm. Clarity, be honest with each other, be upfront with each other. Let each other know how you feel and, and own that feeling. You know, sometimes, you know, we say, oh, you don't feel that way. Of course you feel that way and however you feel, feel it. If a man feels like he can't do a certain thing for you, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Teach him, work with him, 
show him and appreciate him. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. Men love to be masculine. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we emasculate a man. We don't tell him how much we appreciate him. Maybe he didn't prepare the meal the way you really prepare a meal. But tell him, let him know, I really appreciated that meal. Make him feel masculine. Make him feel like he did something really big. He mopped the kitchen. Thank you. I appreciate you for that. Make him want to run the bath water. Don't say, oh, that's still cold. Oh, that's not hot enough. That's not the way I do. We don't do things the same way. But we can show gratitude. And so... I just think that once we are clear, clarity, we are clear about what we want in a relationship, then the I is intentional. Mm -hmm. We have to be intentional of that. Oh, you look beautiful today. I intended to look beautiful. Because you want to see how he feels. You want to see him smile. It's nothing like a smiling man to me. I think that's sexual. <laughs> and then the third one is, is connection. The third C, C-I-C, connection. We have to be connected. The more connected we are, the more we are in tune to the relationship. Because relationships are built. They're not founded. We have to be a relationship. So when you tell a man how you feel, he tells you how he feels, and you are honest about it, mm -hmm. you're doing things intentional, it's easy to be connected. That is so, so true. You know, and oftentimes when we don't really share how we feel or appreciate how each other feel in a relationship. It tends sometimes to interject a lack of trust right. toward each other. Absolutely. And I was wondering if maybe that lack of trust might be the reason why some men may go from one relationship to another. Oh, I'm so glad when you talked about trust because in many circumstances, men lost their trust early on as little boys. When the daddy betrayed them, a dad abused them, a dad abused mom, a dad was not in the picture, and they didn't see that trust. And so they carried that with them inside. And so they learned early on not to trust in relationships. And so once you learn not to trust in a relationship, forgiveness is so hard. And once you forgive, you free yourself up to learn how to trust again. And women, same as men, we have trust issues. Mm -hmm. Once we have be, been betrayed, it's hard to go back and say, I forgive you. But forgiveness means letting go. Letting go of something. Something has to die or something has to be gotten rid of. Not literally death, but you gotta leave that baggage behind. Too much baggage will not leave room for improvement, or leave space for us to do a second chance. And we have to be willing to be flexible enough and caring enough to have a second chance. Mm -hmm. And we serve a God that it's a God of a second chance. Absolutely. And so absolutely. we have to learn how to forgive. We have to learn how to trust. And we have to learn how to be trusted. And honesty is the biggest key. Once a male or a female shows signs of dishonesty, it's hard to build trust again. Excellent, excellent points. And I hope you guys are getting that. 
at actually um, making the, the thought process there to put that into your relationships. Well, we're going to go to a break, Dr. Irons, and we'll come back and share some additional information with our guests. Thank you so much. Welcome back, everyone. We're excited that you uh, agreed to join us again. And Dr. Irons and I were just talking about some excellent tips on dating and anxiety and trust and all of those um, interesting things that do come into play with our relationship. But last time we talked, we left a little cliffhanger out there. And um, it was actually centered around how do we maintain Dr. Irons? that love, the romantic, that sexual relationship with our partners at this point in our lives. I'm smiling, Gwen, because I received many calls because we left off by my saying that my 93-year-old spouse had invited me to brunch. Mm -hmm. And I received calls saying, did you go to brunch with your husband? <laughs> I did. We went to the Pecan restaurant and we had a very nice brunch and he was very excited. There is no age limit on how long that you can be in a healthy relationship, sexually, intimacy. It is a mindset. Mm -hmm. Your relationship starts up here. You're, you're psychic, and then it goes to your heart. If you are in a healthy relationship, and I do say healthy, that we can carried on indefinitely mm -hmm. and our age group 50 and over we know exactly what we want we know what we don't want and the one thing we want is to please each other relationships are swinging door they go mm -hmm. both ways it's give and it's take it's give and it's take and so often we feel like it's a competition game it is not that now, all our bodies change at a certain age. We cannot mask that. We cannot fool ourselves. And women, as men, we have health issues. Mm -hmm. And so when we're on the medication, sometimes medication, cardiovascular uh, uh, diseases, high blood pressure medicine, mm -hmm. and uh, diabetes, mm -hmm. all of that affect male and female health. But if we are healthy, encouraging each other, caring for each other, stroking each other. Men love to be stroked. Yes. And complimenting each other. Making each other feel worthy and valued True. and stepping out of self to do that special. It can be a little something, but be intentional about it. You know, the way you, you look, your look is very important. Good hygiene. Uh, cleanliness and the way you share a story or watch a movie or hold hands or run the bath water it is the little things that that count most of all it's not so much as how much you can spend mm -hmm. it's what you can give from the heart the sincerity you know to tell you I love you show me that you love me take time listen be a good listener compliment Encourage, motivate, stimulate, 
all of these components. It's not what we see at the top of the iceberg. It's not all just looks. It's our character. It's our behavior. It's just saying thank you. I appreciate you. Show it. Don't just say it. Oftentimes we get on the phone and we talk to our friends and we talk about the good deeds that our men, you know, do for us. Don't just tell your friends. Tell the person. We want to hear it. And the more that we hear it, the more we want to do for you. Relationships are hard, but they're easy because it's the end result. And be a visionary. Think ahead. What can I do for my man this evening? You know, what can I cook? I mean, oftentimes we feel like, oh, I don't have time to cook. I don't want to cook. But just show him, I care. I intentionally want to make you happy because you make me so happy. I love being in good relationships. And when you are in a good relationship, you show it and you give back. And we can't give enough of ourselves when we truly love someone. You know, it's so interesting that you say that because love is really not about us. It is not. It is actually about the other person it and is. actually what we can share and show that person. And, and I, I find, too, that couples that are really in love with each other and share with each other, they live longer. Oh, they do. They're happier people. They are do. Um, and so if you want a really long life, some of you are going to have a long life anyway, so it might as well be one that's happy. And if it's happy, if, and if your, your life is healthy, mm -hmm. the healthier you are the more loving you are. Mm -hmm. And you don't always have to say it because love shows. Yes. And love is infect infectious. It is. It's catching. And there are people, I know a lot of people who are genuinely in love and everyone want to be at that stage, no matter what the age is. And don't put a limit on your age because love is an attitude. It is. And when you have that attitude, it's nothing like it. And you know the other thing, part about that is when you genuinely can love someone else, it means you love your own life. Absolutely. And that's what I get up every day saying, I love my life. And when you say, I love my life, I hear you say, I love myself. Mm -hmm. And that's the first component. You can't love another unless you, you love yourself. And it is so important not to compromise self. Mm -hmm. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. Teach others how to love you by the way you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you love yourself, and the Bible will tell you, you can step out of self and be there for somebody else. Well, you heard it from the Dr. Irons. And I love the, the analogies that she give us. And it, it, life is not so complicated. It's not. You know, the thing about it is the choices that you make govern the life that you live. And our prayer for you is that you live your best self. Live in the now and have an awesome week. Thank you, Dr. Irons. I appreciate you so much for joining us and sharing all this great wisdom with us. And we will talk with you another week, my audience. Thank you so much for inviting me, and it's been my pleasure. Have a good day.